Welcome back. This is Secondary Issues, the podcast where we discuss issues that aren't necessarily big issues, but they're big enough to be talked about. Hello, I am your host, Reese Oltrop, and today we will be discussing my travel journeys and things I've learned through my many times traveling back and forth, like from home to school, just things I learned the way I do things and tips and tricks to take from that. So let's get into it. Good evening, everybody. Actually, I guess it's not necessarily evening for everyone, but for me, it's evening. I did four hours of classes today, went to the gym, studied for about two or three hours, and I am beat. It has been a long, long Monday, and I am mostly tired because I did not get home last night until 9.30 or 10 o'clock, and I had been traveling all day on public transit trying to just get back to school. So for those of you who don't know, I am from, like, the county surrounding the city of Windsor. Um, It's the southern part of Ontario, uh, right across the border from Detroit, but I live about 30-40 minutes from Detroit, and I go to school in Peterborough, which is north of Toronto. Uh, I go to Trent. I actually don't know the distance, so I'm going to look up the distance like between my two houses so it says wait you just had it 503 kilometers and it claims that that's five hours to anyone who has driven through toronto knows anything about toronto you know that's not true the time they give is not the actual time because there's always delays accidents and with a trip that long Like, it's bound to have enough time for something to happen. Also, what people don't talk about but should be discussed is Woodstock area. I think it's... Now I'm confused. It's kind of near London, which is another, like, bigger city. They have, like, an airport. Um, I'm just looking right now. I feel like I should really know this. I know it's bad. Okay, it's, like... Between London and Kitchener, so between London and Toronto, more towards London. For anyone who travels on the 401, they have um, a service center stop right on the highway. Like the... Why don't I know what it's called? Mm, I don't know, the 401 service center. So the traffic there is always horrible. And Caleb will agree because he travels a lot to come up and see me. But the... The traffic there is horrible. People just forget how to drive. I think it's mostly because there's three or four highways there that kind of divide and like you kind of pick at that point if you're going to continue to go east or uh, northeast or if you're going to cut straight east or if you're going to kind of move a little the other way. And then there's a few like university towns surrounding so the populations are people who aren't necessarily settled and they're traveling a lot. So it's definitely affected more when Caleb would be traveling, like Fridays and Sundays. Um, So he definitely says there's a lot of like, there's a lot of traffic in Woodstock that people don't talk about because you always just hear, oh, Toronto, like that's horrible traffic, blah, blah, blah. But like, let's recognize Woodstock in the Woodstock London area because the travel there is also just as bad. Anyways, that's when you're driving. However... (laughs) I do not drive to travel home. 
um, I take public transit. And a reason why I picked Trent University to go to school, I had, I think I got into six, five or six universities. So, like, there was other candidates, there was other options, um, but I just ended up picking Trent. One of the big reasons was it was accessible. Like, it's far and, um, like, it takes a long time to get there and it's some, it's an area I'm really not familiar with. I had never been, I don't think I've ever been past Toronto other than Sudbury, Ottawa, and North Bay and, like, Winnipeg, but that's, like, other province, so I don't think that really counts, but I had never been so far north for a consistent amount of time that wasn't, like, an offset tournament or, uh, like, a school trip, so I was, like, I was nervous, but I felt better about it because it was very accessible. There is actually a go stop, like, you can get on a go bus on campus. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's pretty much, like, sub the subway, but to the next level and for, like, longer distances. They have buses and trains. They might have more. I don't know what more they could have, though. But yeah, they have buses and trains. So for my journey home, I take a bus, a train, and then... Wait, a bus, a train, another train. And then depending where I get off, from the last possible stop on the train, I have a 45-minute drive. The second last minute stop, it is about a 45-50, 55-minute drive. Um, so, like, it depends. Um, it depends who's picking me up as to, like, what stop I get off at. Because if they're in that area, like, one's the city of Windsor, obviously. Like, it's the end of the end of the province. And the next one is Chatham. And they're, like, about a, an hour apart. So, it just depends who's picking me up and, like, what city they're in. And then the stop I most recently got off was London. That was really nice, but it's a two, two hour and 30 minute drive from my house. So once I got off after all that travel, I still had a drive. Although it was enjoyable because Kayla picked me up. So it was like a little trip and I only went home for three days. So it was nice to like have that extra two and a half hours together just to like, you know, like hang out and listen to some jams. He... <laughs> He found this CD in his car. I don't even, I didn't know how to work a CD player and I'm ashamed to say it, but I didn't know how to work a CD player <laughs> and his grandma had given it to him and it was a whole bunch of fun, like upbeat country songs and we actually had a blast. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but it was a lot of fun to just listen to these songs and we used that as entertainment for our drive. <laughs> so he like taught me a few songs and then there was a few songs that I knew but they were like a little different so I don't know if they were the original song or if they were a remake but yeah that was fun so anyways I have a long travel day um let me think of like the hours so when I did it on Thursday I got on a bus at 6 a.m and then I got on a second bus at um, 7.30. And then 
so okay wait i'm gonna start a tally one second i hope this is like asmr that would be really funny okay so is this asmr okay so um six seven eight nine i got on my bus at 9 50 so there's 10 so that's four hours until i was at my like one big pit stop and then um 10 so then 11 12 12 30 i was in toronto so that is uh what is five six hours yeah oh my god that's actually embarrassing i could have just thought six plus six is twelve anyways and then so that's pretty much one because it's twelve thirty. so then that's one two three four and then caleb picked me up at four thirty. i got off in london so pretty much five o'clock and then we like hung out we got firehouse subs if you've never had firehouse subs go my personal favorite is the meatball sub However, I always take a bite of Caleb's and he gets the um, turkey, it's either turkey bacon ranch or chicken bacon ranch. Um, I, he claims that's the best one. He's been going there for longer than I have, but I like the meatball one. If they put enough sauce and they put the sauce under the meatballs, on top of the meatballs, and then the cheese, I think it always comes with cheese, just cheese on top. Anyways, so we did that in London. So that was... Picked up at 4.30, so 5 o'clock is the 11th hour, and then we had a two and a half hour drive home. So, uno, dos, and then the half hour to onto four. So, altogether, 13 hours. Wait, that seems like a lot. No, that's accurate, because we're going to get into it, but a tip, or not a tip, just like a thing I do is I give myself a little bit of layover. Not a lot, but you want to give yourself kind of my rule of thumb is when like one train early, one bus early, you always want to have a second backup plan. So I arrive at this bus station, this train station at like say 1130. My train doesn't leave the next one but it leaves the one after that so usually i give myself a minimum of half hour because i've been on trains that have been delayed they just like don't they stop and they don't keep moving and they take twice as long as at one stop a lot of times trains do like they do like a four minute stop for like via trains do a four minute stop but a lot of times go trains do like one minute stop if they're on time they'll never leave early but they don't stop for very long. So you got to be like on the ball. You got to be there. So I always give myself that like one train early or one bus early just to make sure that I'm there and I'm there on time. Usually it's like half an hour because you never know. And people have run into issues. People have been on my train before and they had to buy two tickets because so for people who don't know, via rail um you need to book a specific seat on a specific train for a specific time and i take that one the last leg of my trip 
like the most southern part, that's what I take. So when I'm leaving, I leave a little bit early for every single stop so that I can for sure make it for my last train. Um, Because there's people who don't and then they get screwed over and they have to buy two tickets. So you're not only paying for the first one and wasting the money, but you have to pay again. And a lot of times if you book same day, you can't get the cheap ones. You have to do business or business plus or I don't even know what the other one is because it is not in my realm. I don't even look. I do sort by price and we look at the cheapest one (laughs) because I'm a university student. I have no choice. If I want to come home, I have to do it that way, right? So that was tip one is to give yourself plenty of time in between because if it takes an extra hour of journey in the long run, it is so worth having to wait that extra time anyway if you miss the train and then you don't have to pay that fee for buying another ticket because sometimes they can be up to like $70. I think when I would come home around Christmas because everyone is traveling, like all the university students are traveling at that time, my tickets were like 70 bucks and like those were the cheapest ones because we ball it on a budget, you know? (laughs) So then moving into trip number two, not trip number two, trick number two, if you have a very long day of travel, you're going to be tired. One thing I do is I look at the schedule and I set a timer on my phone to be 15 minutes early for when I need to be getting off or when like I need to change, change vehicles. I, need, I always set an alarm so that I wake myself up and I don't sleep through. Although I don't, I'm not sure. And if anyone knows, let me know. If I have headphones in and I'm listening to music and I fall asleep and then my alarm goes off, does it play only through my headphones or does it play all my, like out of my phone speakers as well? Because that would be really annoying to like, I'm going to keep doing it because it saves me a lot of hassle and I only ever hear like one ring anyway. But I wonder, does it play out of the speaker or does it play like in your headphones? That's something I'm really curious about. I think I'm going to do a little Google search. Stay tuned. Uno seconds. Oh my gosh, I just Googled it. And there's ways that you can set it up so it only plays through your headphones. But it said... Your iPhone will not play alarms only through your headphones. The alarm will sa- the alarm sound will go off on the iPhone itself as well as other wired or wireless devices. That is terrifying. I can't believe I have been that mean of a person, but it worked. That is so embarrassing. People know that I have alarms set. Ah. Honestly, I'm probably doing them also a favor because I always get off on the last stops. I'm not I don't ever get off midway through a travel, so whatevs. And they, the bus or train will also give you notifications, like, out loud. It'll say, like, next stop is blah, blah, blah. So usually, like, usually those do the trick and I just shut off my alarm. But honestly, a lot of times recently, I haven't been sleeping other than my initial bus. And that's because it's at 6 a.m. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, trick or tip number three is when you're on public transit, you, and you take, you're taking a nap, always put 
like an arm or a leg through the strap of your bags. Like, um, I had a duffel bag sitting beside me. Like, it was my duffel bag, obviously. And I put my arm through the strap and then I, like, crossed my arms in front of me. So that when I'm sleeping, people can't just walk by and grab your stuff. Um, another thing I do is I will put my stuff on, like, the window side if I have two seats. Like, if I'm able to have two seats, I'll do that. But I always, always, always put my arm or my leg through the strap of the bags I have so that if someone's trying to grab it, I feel it and I, like, wake up. It has never happened and I've never seen it, but I did it one time because I was, like, so exhausted. I think I was a little bit sick and I took, um... Advil and then I was like okay I need to nap like this is gonna work way better if I take a nap um because I get motion sick I don't know how to stop that and it's something I'm trying to do but I get really motion sick especially on buses trains has not been as bad I even was traveling backwards and it wasn't that bad this time but um buses are really bad so I sleep a lot I just try to like get through it and sleeping seems to help the most um but yeah, I put an arm or a leg through the strap of my bag and then if anyone were to hypothetically try and grab it, I would feel it and I'd wake up and I'd be like, what the heck are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It'd be a whole ordeal. But that is a tip. Um, the next one, if you're going to use the bathroom on trains, it kind of goes with this last one. Go when you're not at a stop because you can't bring all your stuff in with you. You can't always bring all your stuff in with you. Sometimes I will either move it to a seat closer to the bathroom, like it wasn't when I'm walking up, or I'll leave it where I was sitting and I'll go to the bathroom, but I won't go between a stop because if someone gets on and then grabs your stuff and gets back off, you're screwed because the train has started moving. There's nothing you can do. But if someone takes your stuff when the train is moving... They're stuck on the train with you. Like, there's nothing... Like, they have nowhere to go. The windows don't open. Like, they're just chilling there with you. So, in the worst case that someone does grab something, you can get it back. And that kind of gives me security, like... Because I travel alone all the time. So, I like just knowing that, like... Okay, if I leave and someone takes my stuff, I can find them. And... I bring my, like, most important stuff, like my phone, wallet, computer, all that stuff with me into the bathroom every time because it's it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And the last little thing I have to say. You are not going to get schoolwork done. And if you get schoolwork done, it's not going to be your best work. The best thing to do is save your readings um, or like editing and revising papers, you will not, like, prove me wrong. Please try and prove me wrong, but you will not be able to write a paper or it'll be very tough to write a paper, that's for sure. So, like, pick work and do your work leading up to this trip as, like, as efficiently as possible to do in an annoying, loud, crazy, distracting setting. I I've tried to write papers on trains and I've tried so hard to 
focused and like put all my attention to it, I cannot. The only thing that I end up being able to do is my readings and reviewing papers and stuff that I've already written. Um, a lot of times, I like I'm in psych classes, so a lot of times I will look at like the list of terms and stuff, and I will watch YouTube videos of people explaining more in depth, or I'll figure out a concept that I don't fully understand, and I'll watch videos, or I'll do a lot of like video learning. I am not necessarily a visual learner, but certain concepts need to be put in an everyday perspective for me to be able to make sense of them. Like I was learning something today. Oh, so in psychology, we like to do a lot of things at random. Not like things at random, but we like to study randomized groups because you can't always study the entire population, so you want to pick a sample. Well, that sample will best describe the population if it's randomized. So we learned this concept about when you're randomly selecting people, you replace them back in line. And like, I couldn't even explain it to you, but I didn't understand it very well. So then I I looked up a video and I got like real life context. I'm still in the process of figuring it out. <laughs> and I'm sure it's going to come to me and it's going to be simple. But that's something I do on the train is I will like look up concepts and refresh my memory if it's before a test or like watch some videos or I'll sometimes profs will put YouTube videos into their slides and I'll go back through and I'll watch all those just to give myself more context. I forget there's a few YouTube channels that like solely do psychology. I forget exactly what they're called, but I would just like watch them. Or another really fun one was like just watching documentaries about things that were interesting. Sometimes Animal Planet is really interesting, although <laughs> don't watch Animal Planet shows if someone's sitting behind you because they're gonna think you're crazy. Like, well, there's potential for them to think that you're crazy. I don't know. If I was sitting on a train and I could see the person in front of me screen and I saw that they were watching animals in the jungle, I would have two responses. The first one would be, what the heck? Like, I don't even know how to act. What is happening? And the second one would be to position myself perfectly so I can lean my head back and watch with them. And then... Actually, third step would be to ask them to put the uh, closed captions on so I can see what is being said. <laughs> I say that now, but I, like, anyone who knows me knows I don't have the confidence to do number three. It would be either one or two, probably number two. I would probably perfectly position myself so I could comfortably watch what they were watching. Um, I don't eavesdrop or anything. <laughs> I don't visually eavesdrop. But if I see something funny, like I'm gonna, and it's there, it's readily available, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, so I have never flown home because it doesn't make sense, but those are the tips and tricks that I have concerning taking public transit through the province. Um, just as a little recap, always give yourself time when traveling it might add an hour, an hour and a half, but it'll save you time in the long run. It'll save you money. So just be prepared. Leave a little early. Always have a extra little time in between. 
Um, make sure to like hold on to your bags and keep an arm or a leg in the bag, in the strap of the bag if you're taking a nap. Set alarms to make sure you wake up when you need to be getting on and off of trains. Uh, go to the bathroom when the train is not at a stop. So if someone does take your stuff when you're not watching it, they are on the train with you and you can find it. And last but not least, you will not do schoolwork. And a little bonus one, if you are watching a movie on public transit, put closed captioning on so people behind you can watch and also look at what is being said. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Reese Oldrop, and that was travel tips for long distance travels. Stay tuned for the next episode and let me know on my Instagram, secondary underscore issues. DM me, comment on one of my posts, or react to my stories. Just let me know what you want to hear, if there's anything specific. So thank you for listening and until the next one.